Hey everyone, this is Caleb here from In the Mood for Real History. Now before you get started with this episode, if you haven't heard, I want to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, so let me explain it to you. First off, being on a teacher's salary, I love that it is free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey all you cool cats and commies, I'm Caleb. I'm Zach. And this is In The Mood. All right, all right, all right. So we are in a new week and we have survived the impeachment. Dear God. We have finally part do, part do, dos, part dos, part two, impeachment part two. Holy crap. How do we get here? We're going to get into that. There's a whole lot to dive into. But first off, happy Valentine's Day to all you out there. Whether you're lucky guys and gals, whether you're booed up or whether you're single and ready to mingle, we hope that you enjoy it. Whether you're just watching porno. Yeah. You know, whatever floats your boat within the first 30 seconds, you're already mentioning (laughs) porno. (laughs) But yeah, um, speaking of. Whether we're going to get a positive review or negative review based on those Pornhub, make sure to please uh, like, subscribe, leave us a review. Let us know how you're doing. If you want to be a guest on the pod, we're always looking. We're always looking for people to, to talk with. We always and, and talk also with. just to to spread the movement. Yeah, we always are looking. Whether you agree with us or not, we'd be happy to talk with you. So, this recap of the week. Anything fun happened with you this week? Um, besides just still being in a boot, nothing else. Hey, but you're about to get to go back to work, though, right? Saturday. I know that you've been, uh, you've been going nuts at home, right? No, I'm Did you have a good back. Valentine's? Oh, yeah. You know. You and your lady have a good Valentine's? Oh, yeah. Oh, you gotta yeah. Get a little, got a little sassy. Oh, 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 oh. We, uh, it was a good Valentine's. It was a very good Valentine's. Had a really good dinner. That Papa Doe, shout out to Papa Doe. Shout out. But I want to really shout out a great movie that I watched Friday night was Judas and the Black Messiah. I've been looking forward to this movie for so long. And you know how sometimes you really look forward to movies like The Little Things with Denzel Washington. I watched that a few weeks ago. Thought it was going to be a great movie. It fucking sucked. Really? It had Denzel Washington. It had Jared Leto. What was it about it that sucked so bad? It was two and a half hours that I'll never get back in my life. Really? Was it just like, was it just a pointless plot or what? There was no action in it except for the very last five minutes. And even that was not even really action. Literally, the whole movie is Denzel Washington realizing that he fucked up as a cop. <clears throat> and then uh, the guy that Jared Leto was supposedly this serial killer. Turns out he wasn't even the serial killer, but he got killed. And Denzel Washington ended up covering up the murder with this other uh, detective. who The guy that played uh, Freddie Mercury in the movie. Rami Malik. Yeah, that guy. Hey, there you go. He was in it. Horrible movie. Horrible movie. But thankfully... At least he won a good. At least he won an Oscar in uh, doing Freddie Mercury. So that's all that right. matters. But this Judas and the Black Messiah, dear God, that was such a good movie. Yeah, give people like a just like don't spoil, but give them like a short. Well, I mean, we already know what's going to happen. If you know history, you know that. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Brad Kaluuya, I believe is his how you pronounce his last name. He was in Get Out. He plays Fred Hampton, and Lakeith Stanfield plays uh, Bill O'Neill. So Fred Hampton was a Chicago chapter leader of the Black Panthers back in the 1960s. 
and he ended up being killed by the FBI. He was assassinated in his sleep by the FBI. By who? J. J. Edgar Wright? J. Edgar Hoover, which Martin Sheen plays J. Edgar Hoover. And so that was really good. He did a great job. I love Martin Sheen, and I had he did such a good job. I had to remind myself that he was not J. Edgar Hoover because I really started to hate him. Um, but so, yeah, short synopsis. Fred Hampton, leader of the Black Panthers. You know, in history, you know, just like a history textbook description of the Black Panthers has them as being this radical, militant, horrible people, right? The because they're one sided. So, yeah, the one sided history of it. But really, the Black Panthers were great. They were socialists. That's why they were considered bad. Why were they considered so good? Um, they started a free breakfast program. They started in 1966 in Oakland, California. Quickly spread across the entire nation. For everyone. Yes, because they were sitting there saying, why should we be, condi- we've been conditioned to be okay with breadcrumbs while a small few prospered. And that's what Fred Hampton managed to do. He was able to unite the Black Panthers with the uh, he got the other black gangs of Chicago Crips Bloods um and it was like the, I think it was like there was uh, groups called like the Kings and the Dominoes or something like that um to reach a ceasefire they were able to align with the Puerto Rican gang that, and also the skinheads right and the skinheads the literal white Confederate flag waving skinhead people because he got them to see past their racial issues their petty issues. And see the bigger picture of class, that it was a class struggle. So he said, you know, I'm not going to be best friends with this Confederate guy over here. We're not going to go exchange Christmas cards and go to dinner. But he's suffering and being exploited by those in power just like I am. We're all members of the proletariat. We're all the working class. And we're being oppressed by those in power. So his struggle is my struggle. My struggle is his struggle. And that threatened J. Edgar Hoover and those in power. You so mean what the, happened? The, you mean the status quo? It st- threatened that status quo. So they were able to say, why should we just settle for letting kids starve? So he started a free breakfast program that fed children in Chicago meals every day. He then said they set up free health care clinics that took care. Gasp, are you talking about free health care? Free health care clinics. God forbid. And so... It was all part of the Black Panthers 10-point program, but all that to say, this threatened the status quo, and Fred Hampton had um, an FBI informant, or it was a guy that was facing charges, so he ended up becoming an informant for the FBI, and Fred Hampton was killed in his sleep by the FBI and Chicago police. What did they do? Just like shoot him, or what? So, uh, Fred Hampton was sleeping in his house with the other members of the Black Panthers, and the Black Panthers busted in and shot a total of 100 shots within three minutes. Fred Hamp- there was one shot fired from the Black Panthers, and that one shot happened after another member of the Panthers was killed. He dropped his gun and it went off. That was the only shot fired by the Black Panthers. Uh, Fred Hampton was drugged by that FBI informant to where he didn't wake up. And the FBI, and the FBI went in there and shot him twice in the head killed him in his sleep with his pregnant wife beside him. And so uh, nobody was ever arrested for that. And so he got killed for threatening the status quo. He threatened the status quo. That was it. Do you think that's just a a reminder to not threaten the status quo, or is that a a reminder to make it even more loud? 
that's the reason, yes, to make it even more loud that we have to stand together. He saw that bigger picture, and he was getting people to see what he called the Rainbow Coalition. He said it, race shouldn't separate us. Our oppressors are what's separating us. And so he and was speaking of oppressors. I I want you to get into the whole January sixth Trump's role in the Capitol attack. Exactly, and so that's our main topic that we're going to trend towards today. We're going to talk about Trump's second impeachment, part do, dos, part dos, and we are going to talk about you know not only just the impeachment, the second impeachment, but what led into it. So it didn't just start. What what caused this impeachment to happen? And so, you know, this only article of impeachment that was drawn up said that he incited the insurrection that was the January 6th attack on the Capitol, which Donald Trump, the uh, Democrats are making the argument that it was, if not for his words, they, the attack would not have happened. But, you know, his attacks on that day, the actions on that day weren't what caused all this to happen. It had been months building. It had been building for months. And so, you know, it only it started before the election even took place back in like, I think it was in October. He was doing an interview. Donald Trump was doing an interview. And he said, the only way that I will lose is if it's stolen from us. So if you start pushing that narrative right there. The story, steel, yes. Yes. That story, that narrative that the only way that I can ever lose is if it's stolen from us. Your base, what are they going to do? They're going to automatically not believe the results of the election stop the steal stop the steal so then on election day that's exactly what they did they said you know stop the steal stop the count or at least stop counting at least where trump's winning and then in places where they were losing they said keep counting in georgia if i'm not mistaken who didn't trump himself they have a recording of him calling the uh, secretary of state of georgia was it or mm-hmm uh, so he called the Secretary of State of Georgia, Paffenberger or something like that, who was a Republican, and told him to find votes. He said find them. Which we're going to talk about that at the end, where we're going to talk about what's next, how Trump is facing a lot of legal issues now that he's not president. But that's later on in this yeah. juicy gossip in session. Juicy. We got the tea for you. <laughs> we got the tea. So, you know, he used all this disinformation to get people to not believe the election was legitimate. And even after... The election was called for Joe Biden, like for Iron Jaw. Six days later, he still refused to concede the race for two more two more months. And you know what's the petty part? The fact that he, unlike every other president before him, showed up to inauguration day. Every single it, it is a recurring tradition. Every single president shows up. Ever what was it since the eighteen hundreds? Uh. Who was it? Andrew Johnson. Yeah. Who was another president to be impeached? Was the last president to not show up at the at the inauguration. And so, no offense, but if Barack Obama will do it for Donald Trump, but Donald Trump couldn't even do it for Joe Biden, for God's sakes, you know, like come exactly, on. it's ridiculous, ridiculous. And so we get to the impeachment. We had, you know, the House voted on that one single article. It was like two thirty seven to one ninety six. So 10 Republicans actually voted to impeach Donald Trump from the House, which they have faced so much shit for that. And, you, and trust me, we're going we're going to shout them out. Mm -hmm. they, they, they actually deserve for actually standing oh, yeah. up for what is right. Oh, yeah. And so the 10, Repu 10 House of Representatives voted to impeach Donald Trump. And um, that was about what, what 
January 25th, something like that. Or no, January uh, 13th, excuse me. So we get finally to the Senate. And of course, Mitch McConnell refused to see, to have this trial take place before the inauguration while Donald Trump was still president. Which makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. But it was his cop-out. We'll get to that. So the Democrats, this is the arguments that the Democrats are making. So they wanted to establish and prove that Trump was personally responsible for inciting this Capitol riot. And so that he did so as part of this month-long effort to overturn the elections of the, the election results. So he played a personal role in this attack. His words led to the attack. He literally said, we are going to go to the Capitol and we are going to such and such, you know? And that is exactly it. That's what the Democrats started to show over and over and over again, multiple instances. So they showed that that rally that he held a couple hours the before the couple hours before Joe Biden was considered president. Yes, and he made statements that encouraged this lawless action that resulted in the attacks on the Capitol. You know, at the um, rally, he urged his crowd of supporters to march to the Capitol, just like you mentioned. So that Capitol, where they were confirming Biden's election. He said, you know, repeatedly pressured Mike Pence to overturn the elections, even though Mike Pence could not do it. So uh, he said, you know, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. That's what he told the crowd as he's saying, we're going to march to the Capitol. No, not basically he's saying we, but he's meaning you do it and I'm just going to just sit on the sidelines. Right. And he's, you know, that's like, you know, stirring up a fire or starting a fire and then saying, okay, well, five minutes, once the fire is roaring, I'm going to start trying to put it out, but I'm not responsible for the fire. Yes, you are. You started the fire, but I started to try to help put it out. No, no, you started it to begin with. We didn't start the fire though. It was always burning. No. The world was turning. <laughs> Thank you, so, Billy Joel. You're welcome. Thank you, Billy Joel. So, you know, we get... All of these listeners and all of these people in the mobs, they marched directly to the Capitol. Saying, as instructed. As, as said, we were instructed by go. Donald That's, Trump. Isn't that he the best us, cop out to say? Yes, Trump told us to do this. We're waiting on his orders. So then they broke through the barricades and lines of police officers. They forced lawmakers to evacuate. Five people died, including one police officer who was fucking beaten to death. With a fire extinguisher in the back of the head. But yes. he got his civil honor by being buried inside the Capitol, right? Uh, inside, like they, they in laid Arlington. him, yeah, yeah they, he, they laid him laid rest, in, right? He laid, he laid in, uh, what is it? Lion State. He That's lied what in I meant, state yeah. for a day while people walked by and paid their respects. So literally this mob attacked a police officer, attacked the Capitol all under Trump's orders. But what about the Blue Lives Matter? No, isn't that something? Why have we not? Why is there crickets from Blue Lives Matter? There was a cop that was murdered, and not a word is said. And you know what else is the funny thing I noticed? Why is it that the one cop who is getting the Congressional Medal, the gold medal mm -hmm. from uh, Congress, is that's not being he's not being held a hero? Isn't that something? It's almost like it was never about the cop to begin with. It was just about being anti-Black Lives Matter. I also find it very ironic that Eugene Goodman, the man that's being honored for essentially saving so many members of Congress. Of Congress. Yeah, the people that run the country. Yeah, he was responsible for saving so many members of Congress by putting his life on the line and guiding them away. 
the mob away. He was an African-American as well. So automatically the Blue Lives Matter people are silent when a cop is murdered by white people. But then they're also silent when a cop is getting awarded. praised. Yes, they're dead silent. It's almost like they're just fucking hypocrites, in my opinion. But, you know, it's it's you know it's told this base exactly what they mean you know it's it's just complete bullshit blind, no it's, it's it's blind following is what it is it is it is so you know all of this was done at Trump's command he told them what to do they had clear organization of what to do they had people showing up in tactical gear ready with zip ties. And saying, wanting to hang your vice Mike president, Pence, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Donald Trump repeatedly had the opportunity to calm them down, and he didn't. He was actually uh, excited about it, urging them on, urging them on, saying you're beautiful people, all that bullshit. And what was crazy was uh, just, what was it, Saturday, right before the vote, fr- or Friday night, uh, during the impeachment trial, this Republican representative, Jamie Herrera Butler, she claims that Trump and McCarthy had this huge phone call the day while the attack's going on. So, uh, Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, who is you know Trump's biggest ass kisser, one of them. If I was not, about to say, so what does his job entail as as the quote unquote House Minority? Yeah. He's like the top ranking Republican in the House of Representatives. So while he's hiding in his office and there are rioters breaking in around him trying to kill him, he's calling, he's on the phone with Donald Trump saying, you know, you know, send them in, send them in, please call, call them off, you know, just tweet out and say, go home because they're listening to you. And Donald Trump's like, you know, they seem more mad at me or more mad at um, the election results than anything. It seems like you got a situation on your hands and he's like, you need to call them off. And he's like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Donald Trump quote as saying, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? You know, they're literally breaking into the fucking Capitol and killing people. And Trump just replied, you know, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? You don't tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. In other words, Donald Trump's like, I'm not being taken orders from anybody. And it just showed that he had no intention of calling off the rioters, even when they were pleading with him to intervene and stop. You know, it just, it amounted to him sitting by, willingly sitting by, and knowing what's going on. Knowing that uh, right as the riots are going on, he's tweeting about how Mike Pence betrayed him. Because he well, that's your own you. vice president. Yeah, that's your own vice president who the people are ch- chanting to hang. Literally to hang. And it's just, it blows my mind. So what about the whole Trump team defense? Like, since he has got impeached for a second time, what what's, who is his lawyers, quote unquote? Who, who is it? <laughs> so, first off, the original people that were supposed to defend him just quit, like, a week before the impeachment started. Because, I mean, I, I have a feeling it's just not much of an argument. A, you can't make a defense. And B, could you imagine working as his lawyer, like having to listen to him. It's mind blowing, but I'll need a hit of a water pipe right after that. I swear I would need to be just like stoned, boned and everything. Highly medicated. For real. But so his legal defense, it was led by this guy named Bruce Castor, David Schoen and Michael Van Devine. And so 
they were recruited, obviously, after the entire Trump team, original Trump team, quit. And so... Where's Melton Rudy Giuliani during all this? <laughs> Melton Rudy Giuliani. They even knew that... Trump, Donald Trump even knew that he wasn't that desperate yet. Rudy Giuliani tried to, uh, you know, he offered his services, and they were like, yeah, no. Thanks, but no thanks. Like, even then, I would love to see him melt in front of everybody. But... He was too busy having, you know, press conferences in front of dildo shops. So, you know. What a way to represent the people. I know, right? Four seasons landscaping. But, uh, so, you know, this legal team, they accused the Democrats of political opportunism and, you know, Trump's, what they called Trump derangement syndrome. So they said that people were just so obsessed with Donald Trump getting rid of him that they were going to do whatever it took. They said they were out for him since day one. They wanted to get Ever rid of him. Ever since he stepped on that elevator, he's been targeted they've been, since. They've been targeting him because God sent him down that golden elevator. And also, you know, it's not the fact that he said you have to grab women by the pussy or the fact that you also have to, uh, what is it, that all Mexicans are rapist killers and what? what is that? Come from shithole countries and all that kind of stuff. You know, nothing, none of that. or No derogatory said, terms used. No, no. Or, it's not like he said any of that. No, or said that there's good people on both sides when it came to a, um, the Klan rally, essentially. Char- Charlottesville? Yeah, yeah, the Charlottesville riot. There's good people on both sides. Yeah, okay. We see where Donald Trump stands. But, you know, they claim the main argument that they made was that this whole process is unconstitutional because you cannot impeach or remove somebody who's already left office. That was their argument that they made, which, like every the majority of other Republican beliefs, they have no evidence to back it up or they don't really know what they're talking about. 82 What was it? 82 something like that. Uh, but there's actually historical precedent for people who have already left office to be able to be impeached and removed from office. You'd have to go back all the way to the 1860s with Ulysses, Ulysses, which I love the video of Donald Trump not being able to pronounce Ulysses Grant. Ulysses S. Grant, he was a drunk, but he was a great president, as Donald Trump said. So his secretary of war was named William Belknap, and he was impeached on corruption charges. And that even though he resigned from office, the House still went ahead and impeached him. And... The argument made by the um, House impeachment managers during this impeachment trial was that you departing office doesn't excuse the alleged offense. Office holders, if that was the case, then office holders could just simply resign to escape conviction or impeachment. So they're saying they can't just resign and be okay. They should be held accountable for their actions even if they have left office. So right there you have historical precedent saying that this is constitutional. Even Republican lawyers, constitutional lawyers said this is constitutional. It was voted on by the Senate, 55-45, that it was constitutional to proceed with this impeachment hearing. So that means five Republicans also voted that it was constitutional. Right. So... It's constitutional, so they should have no argument to stand on to begin with. There's no argument to be made. You, This trial was constitutional. So right there, defense argument number one, that's null and void, or should be null and void, if you are a true impartial juror. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my question is, though, I, I'm not trying to get off topic or anything, but yeah, go ahead. why is it that 
why is it I've heard people say that? Why why is it Trump couldn't have pardoned himself from any any offense about regarding the impeachment or doing anything like that? Like why is it he couldn't pardon himself, quote unquote? Well, it's never been done before, A. And they never truly said that it couldn't be done. But by him pardoning himself, what would that admit? That to? just gives guilty or what it could give that or it could give the fact that he's just trying to prevent any anything like that from mountain against him you know well if you did nothing wrong you shouldn't have to be worried about it should you right yeah but like because so he technically could have quote-unquote pardoned himself could have yeah i didn't know i didn't know if that was like if you could legally pardon your own self as the president like since you're the president we've never been in that situation because there's never been that corrupt of a president to have to resort to that you know um but or you know admitted corruptness <laughs> blatant corruptness but yeah, it's it was never truly decided that it was that you couldn't. And so I it, guess it was it just like is it like a thing like it's kind of fr- it's just like you're frowned upon if you do it, but you, there's nobody saying no. Right. Well, I think by him pardoning himself, it would have made it clear that he really did do something wrong. But then, since he pardoned himself, he wouldn't have had any charges against him. Right. Though. But how could he run again? If you pardon yourself, you can still run again. Right. right. But. That wouldn't that be easy ammo to use against you? Yeah, true, true. Right? Yeah. So it's like I feel like that was trying to be taken into consideration, you know? So so what's the closing argument in this peak Trump bullshit? And <laughs> it is if this is not the most bullshitty Trumpy example. Excuse. This is just the complete symbol some symbolism. Excuse me, I cannot speak. This is just symbolic Trump, okay? Blaming somebody else. He's the victim blaming somebody else. That's, that's very exactly, narcissistic. Yes. Like everybody else is never my fault. It's everybody else's. And it's all been done wrong on me. I'm the biggest victim. I'm the best president who's also been attacked more than any other person. I'm the best president since Abraham Lincoln. And even Abraham Lincoln, was he that honest? Was he that great? That's what, you know, words of Donald Trump. But anyway, so yeah, the closing argument, Van Devine tried to argue that Trump was the victim, not the instigator of the riot. So Trump is somehow the victim of this riot, okay? So that's what they're arguing. They said the violence was not the product of this, you know, these months long that Trump spent trying to overturn the election and sowing seeds of doubt with the election. It was rooted, they claimed, in the Democrats, of course, their unwillingness to condemn violent riots last summer. So they're blaming Black Lives Matter protest and they're blaming democrats for not condemning it so they're saying uh, yeah, yeah. So, to- so what would you say like you said to the people that say oh well you know well seattle would that that place is burned to the ground so where are the millions of homeless people now that are displaced and refugees from seattle burning to the ground how have the seahawks managed to have a whole fucking season there did you did you what you like, haven't lost any sleep over right it, literally or what about Portland? Is Portland burned to the ground? No. They, the Trailblazers had a home game the other night. Like, no, you're a fucking idiot. You just watched Fox News, and you saw how, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson claims that Portland's burned to the ground. They're just riding everywhere when literally it's like two square blocks that they're having a protest about. So, no. So they tried to blame the riots last summer which sprang up out of the racial justice protest so they're trying to blame peaceful protest for violent attacks that trump instigated so what about people that say 
I guess you're okay with looting. Okay, so I, I counter you with this. What did the rioters do at the White House or the Capitol? They, they just broke in. They didn't steal anything. Bullshit, they didn't. They stole, they literally went through and stole classified documents. Actually, if you want to get technical, uh, some woman stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop and tried to sell it to Russia, right? Right. The guy that took Nancy Pelosi's podium, they shit and smeared their shit on the walls of the Capitol, inside the Capitol. They destroyed things. That's the, that's looting and rioting right there. Huh. Pandemonium. Isn't that crazy? But anyway... So he finished saying, how did we arrive at this place where rioting and pillaging would become commonplace? It was a month It was month after month of political leaders and media personalities, bloodthirsty for ratings, glorifying civil unrest, and condemning the reasonable law enforcement measures that are required to quell violent mobs. Like, is that not what all of the conservative and Trumpians MAGA people did for months about the election. They're stealing the election. They're stealing our country. The socialists are taking over. There's violence in the streets. They're going to take our suburbs. Milk's going to be $3 a gallon. Milk's going to be $10, $15 a gallon. Like, what the fuck? He's just describing everything that conservatives have done for months. So he's helping the Democrats. But they're too stupid to see that. And, you know... He said that Trump is the victim because all he was doing was exercising his First Amendment rights when he told the Capitol people to go march on the Capitol and fight like hell. But let me ask you this, though. What, what would you say to these far-right people who say, well, you know what? He was just – how do you know he meant it like that? He didn't mean it like that. He was just saying – he was just freedom of speech, like he said. Okay. You have a freedom of speech. That's fine. But you also have to be held accountable for what happens because of your words. I don't know, because you're the goddamn president of the United States, shouldn't you be held to a slightly higher standard and realize that your words carry a lot of weight? And for God's sakes, if 78-year-old Joe Biden can say it, even though he can barely make through a speech, if he can go through it, then you know what? Surely you can. And that's what I love. Thank you. I'm so glad you mentioned Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden, this is what Sean Hannity tried to do. I saw one of his tweets, and I just annihilated him on Twitter. Like... Sean Hannity, I know you're listening because I know you're one of the millions of listeners. And millions of listeners. Millions and millions of listeners. You are so fucking pathetic, Sean Hannity. Like, I used to have a shred of respect for you before all this. He literally found a a tweet from Joe Biden in 2019 that said, I'm going to fight like hell for the American people. And he claims, trying to spin the narrative and say, well, Joe Biden was instigating violence back then. By saying, I'm going to fight like hell for the American people, for the working class people at that. And saying that that could have incited all of these violent protests last summer. Like, what the true actual fuck are you on, Sean Hannity? I would love to know what you're snorting. I need some. That must have you on like cloud 36. Like, that must be the thing that killed Snoop, you know? I was about to say, what like, you're smoking must have just put Snoop Dogg in a coma. Like that would that would have Snoop tapping out. No, no, he would just, he he would just be just he would ask for the for the forecast. He and, and some and some strippers would be showing him what the forecast. Snoop is. Snoop would look over at Sean Hannity and just give him that slow smile and a nod. 
because they just knew he'd be like, that's good shit that you're on, Sean Hannity. <laughs> yeah, like an he, approving nod. It's like that GIF of... Give me somebody. It's like that GIF of Zach Galifianakis where it just zooms in on him. He just goes... Because everybody could just see what we just did. Nodding. This is a podcast. <laughs> nodding. He just did the slow nod. Nods approvingly. Right. So what is the final vote of the whole impeachment case in general? So we finally get to Saturday. I'll never forget. Um... They had the whole debacle over the witnesses, and this is what was interesting. Is I, I honestly I heard a little bit about the witnesses, but can you like dive dive and, in some? Why, why is it they didn't call any witnesses or anything? Yeah, and for everybody that shits on me saying, "Oh, you don't ever talk about the Republicans," you don't ever talk about the Republicans. Well, here you go, okay? Uh, or you don't ever talk bad about the Democrats. You only talk bad about the Republicans. Here you go, okay? So after that uh, discussion about Herrera, the Republican representative. She came forward with this information that proved Donald Trump knew what was going on and did nothing about it between him and Kevin McCarthy. So it was known that Donald Trump, he knew what was going on because he said, um, who the fuck do you think you are? Because he was he was having small dick syndrome and going, you're not going to tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. So that proved that he knew what was going on. This information came out Friday night. So they voted, the Democrats Saturday morning voted to call witnesses. They wanted to have people come under oath and talk about what happened. Because that's, if you come under oath, that means that you, if you're lying, then you're breaking the law, you're going to prison. So that would be clear, undisputable evidence of what happened. Uh, So they voted, and even Lindsey Graham voted to call witnesses as well. So people were losing their shit thinking, okay, this could really, you know, cause some things to happen. So then this is where Democrats, I have a critique. Democrats knew that if Republicans were going to draw this thing out for weeks, subpoenaing people and uh, deposing them and making them go on uh, record, because Vanderveen, Trump's defense lawyer, came back and said, oh, well, I've got 100 people that I can call. So they knew that they were going to, stretch this out for weeks to delay a delaying tactic. So Biden wants to keep moving forward, right? He wants to be able to implement. He knew that that would throw a wrench in his agenda. So Democrats caved. Democrats said, we're just going to enter her uh, discussion into the official record, but we're not going to call witnesses. And then they voted like an hour later. So the Democrats just bent over and said, "Okay, never mind. We're going to back down." And it was, and it was to the tune of fifty-seven forty-three, right? Fifty-seven, yeah. Fifty-seven voted to find Donald Trump guilty. Forty-three said no, even in the face of all this clear evidence, like complete clear evidence. Which you, if you have not already seen our cover art for this episode, Zach, just take a bow. I'm going to have to just take a round of applause for this. I found this, and you know what? I'm I'm going to have to just raise my hand and take the credit for this one. You plagiarized <laughs> it from somebody else's artwork. Yeah, so, so, whoever, so whoever I plagiarized, thank you for sharing thank that you photo. For that. So, yeah, Democrats caved in, and they had this vote, 57-43. So seven Republicans voted with the Democrats. So seven Republicans, and I want to call y'all out because, in a good way, I want to shout y'all out. And believe it or not, he's actually not shitting on you. No, and these are some Republicans that I would never compliment. So take this moment, write this down on Valentine's Day. Under oath. Uh, I'm under oath. 
and I've only had two truly, so I'm not too gone yet. Um, Mitt Romney, thank you. Lisa Murkowski, Ben Sassy, Susan Collins, Richard Burr, not Aaron Burr, Richard Burr, Pat Toomey, and Bill Cassidy from Louisiana. That took some balls. That Especially took some... from Louisiana. Bill far Cassidy. right. And see, like, Mitt Romney, you already know that Mitt Romney has a hard-on against Donald Trump, so he's going to say fuck you to Donald Trump anytime he can. Uh, Murkowski and Collins, they're in moderate. They're moderates somewhat. Ben Sace, he, I was kind of proud of him, not going to lie, but he's also just got reelected. So he's not going to have to worry about any reelection for six years. Uh, Richard Burr, he's retiring. Pat Toomey's retiring. Bill Cassidy, you got somewhat of a backbone now. Because he said, literally, his response was, they said, well, why'd you do it? They, and Bill Cassidy said, he's guilty. He's literally said, because he's guilty. And that was it. I was just like, fuck, man. Okay, I see you. But in a future episode, we're going to be talking about cancel culture. Literally, the Louisiana GOP, the state GOP party, the Republican Party for Louisiana, came out today saying that they're censuring uh, Bill Cassidy. For actually going and, and looking and observing evidence, unlike no evidence. For being a you know, an open-minded juror and for standing up for what he believes in that Donald Trump was guilty for seeing the evidence and holding him accountable. He's now going to be the GOP is going to be coming for him and he get, he has to run for election re-election in two years. So he's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. So with all that aside, I want you to tell the people what America's favorite son, Eric Trump had tweeted out. Oh, Eric Trump. He goes, 2-0. and oh. He comes out and goes, 2-0. and oh. And I'm like, what the... Why f- is it a compliment that your dad's been imp- impeached two times right. in the first place? It's on forever record that Donald Trump has been impeached twice. That is a stain on his record, and you're being proud that your dad is the only president to ever be impeached. Like, you dumb fuck. You're sitting there tweeting out. And he wants to get in politics, though. Well, great. You're going to look like an even more of an idiot. Like, literally, why is that something to be proud of that your dad was so shitty that he got impeached twice? Like, I don't get it. I truly do not get it. But I just want to take a minute and talk about Mitch McConnell. You know, the King Turtle, I really want to talk about him for a second. And so, you know, when this whole impeachment thing first started, he was like, I'm all for finding him guilty. And so that caused a lot of stir. I was like, oh shit, they can maybe find him actually, you know, guilty. And then right before the vote was taken yesterday, Mitch McConnell said, I'm not voting for, I'm going to be voting not guilty. And this was his reasoning. This was his reasoning. Okay. I want to just hear how bullshit to tell the viewers. So he said, there's no doubt that Trump is practically and morally responsible for the attack. So he's calling out and saying Trump is responsible for this. But he still voted to acquit, arguing that it's not constitutional to convince, convict a former president. So he's saying... Who is now a private citizen, though. Right. So he said, I would have voted for him to be guilty if he was still in office. So he's still guilty. He's literally saying he's guilty, but because he's not in office, I'm going to vote for him to be not guilty. But you know what's actually pretty funny, though? The 11 Republicans that voted to convince 
uh, Bill Clinton for lying about getting head at the Oval Office, you know. Right. But they th that's the same one that acquitted Trump for his actions. Right. It is literally Mitch McConnell is a part of that bullshit. So like you fucking hypocrite. And it's like I I truly I uh, know we haven't done our fuck you of the week yet. That's, truly, that's coming up though. Mitch McConnell, fuck you. I hope you choke on a tiny little turtle chode. Choba. A little tiny turtle chobe. I hope you try to take it all and you just gag on it. Like, you sorry piece of shit. Okay? That's what you are, Mitch McConnell. First off, fuck you for not for only giving us $600. And then right. Another fuck you. Another fuck you. But yes, it's just like, oh my dear God. But yes, literally. And then to go into even more hypocrisy. So of those 43 Republicans that voted not guilty... 11 of them were still, you know, because they're all old as shit. Um, 11 of them voted to convict Bill Clinton back in the 1998, I think it was, uh, the impeachment. So they were more worried about finding him guilty for lying about getting head underneath his desk. Yeah, what I just, yeah. Yeah, then they were more in line to acquit Donald Trump for inciting a deadly riot. I just want to emphasize Because that. he's a Republican. And that's exactly why. They that's all that that's pretty much summed up pretty much summed up right there is because he's a Republican. Exactly. And so Lindsey Graham was, of course, one of those Mitch the Turtle, Rob Portman and Richard Shelby of Alabama. Just a few to name notable ones. Richard Shelby of Alabama, who's old as shit. As so well, but yeah. with all this coming to a head, what's the fallout and where do you, where the fuck do we go from here? You know, there's pretty much. This trial went exactly like I expected it. I mean, are you truly shocked that Donald Trump was acquitted? Are you? I pretty much expected him to either somehow get away with it or, believe it or not, they actually found him guilty. But I, I figured the majority of Republicans would not go out and speak against him like that. We would have had to get 17 Republicans. No. Never would have happened. But see, that's what it is. In our society, you know, we're conditioned— to believe that the bad guy will always lose. Think about it. In every superhero movie, who ends up losing? The bad guy. In every horror movie, who ends up losing? The killer. Right. Jason Voorhees always ends up dying, but he sometimes comes back. He's like herpes. He just keeps coming back. That's why Donald Trump is like herpes. We try to get rid of him, but he always comes back. Um, But that just proves that our system is fucked up. Because Republicans, they voted to acquit themselves, not Donald Trump. So we can't, we have to accept that this system is messed up. If the bad guy keeps winning, these bad people keep winning. This is, Trump is 2-0 and o according to Eric Trump. So And that's celebrated. Yes. We're celebrating that he was able to give a middle finger to the rule of law and get away with it. Why is that something to be celebrated? That's not. These Republicans did not give a shit about the evidence. They voted to acquit themselves because they knew that if they voted against him, they were going to lose their job. So they were more worried about their job than what and was right. And shows how much they're caring for and looking out for the American people. Exactly. So it's just, it blows my mind. And pretty much we're in, we have three camps right now to kind of go into what you're saying about moving forward. We have the people that just want to move on and act like it never happened, sweep it under the rug. We have... People are that a campaign on it, good and bad. You know, Republicans are going to use this. The Democrats are coming for us. We got to save the Republic. Save the save the United States. Save the babies. All that bullshit. 
And then there's going to be, you know, Democrats and liberals that are going to be campaigning saying Donald Trump is coming back in 2024 now. We have to save this country. And then there's a third camp that they're going to, like, kind of like I feel like we do. We see how fucked up this system is. And it kind of goes back to what we started talking about at the very beginning with Judah and the Black, Judas and the Black Messiah. There's this certain sect of people that see that it's not just Democrat and Republican. They're two sides of the same coin. Just like you say you can't stand Joe Biden. Uh, he, some people argue that he's two sides of the same coin and that there's a bigger issue at play. This system that is rigged against the proletariat, the working class, the normal everyday people. Us non-defivers, tax-paying yes. citizens. Yes, that this system is fucked up and that constitutionally we need to do something about it if we are going to say truly save our society how it you know if we are going to actually understand that this system is rigged against us and we have to do something about it or else it's going to keep continuing to happen us being exploited and we can't just sit by and hope that people are if we get to the point where we have to rely on republicans to do the right thing then we're going to constantly continue to lose so speak what would you say to the republicans that voted to acquit donald trump you know you're literally just saying that it's okay to incite a mob to not only kill your colleagues but that also tried to kill you like do you not realize that as a senator like those people they weren't just coming for the democrats they were They're coming, coming for, for your you. ass too yeah they were coming for your ass like mike pence Everybody loves Mike Pence, and all these Republicans love Mike Pence. They try to kill him. So you're not safe. You just voted. You just made it okay that somebody tried to come and kill you. And you're voting to acquit the guy that urged him on. Okay, so say that say that now he's acquitted. Is there any more legal actions that, that is actually against Donald Trump or what? So, yeah, there's a lot, actually. And that's why he wanted to stay in office so bad, because while he's in office, they can't come after him. But now that he's out of office, it's like open season, dealing with taxes, dealing with um, the whole, like we kind of talked about earlier with the uh, fraud that went with trying to get the Secretary of State of Georgia, Paffenberger or something, Raffenberger, to find votes. That find is, them. Yeah, just find votes. And that is urging an elected official to commit voter fraud. That's illegal. That's a felony. And Donald Trump is on, you know, on the phone talking about it. It's recorded, and he, he even got mad that he says, "I didn't know this was a recorded line." Right? Like, are you? Like, he actually got mad that it was recorded. Like, normally, if you, if you get mad about something like that, then some surely some fishy shit's going on. Right. So dealing also with his, so that's what's going to be interesting is uh, Merrick Garland, who was uh, originally a Supreme Court nominee, the by Attorney Obama. General, right? Yeah, he's the Attorney General. He's going to get. Uh, confirmed this week. So, for this upcoming week, it's going to be interesting to see if he chooses to pursue these charges against Trump because not only dealing with the voter fraud, there's uh, district attorneys in Florida and New York City that are dealing with tax evasion and tax fraud that could uh, really make Trump go down. Dealing with his business uh, dealings. Right, right. Like the whole... Um his hotels and everything. Yeah, the, like they that. claim to have made a lot more in profits, even though they didn't, because by saying that they were worth more, they were able to get a better deal when it came to uh, insurance and loan 
uh, interest payments. So that's committing fraud. Right. And so the Supreme Court even ruled that it's okay for uh, them to have access to his tax returns. So that would prove it if they did that. So he could be facing serious legal troubles, uh, serious money issues because he's lost so much sponsorships. He's lost so many different um, people that were investing in his company. So all of that. And he's had these sexual assault uh, lawsuits filed. Two more people have come forward. So all of these are major issues that are going to be facing him over the next couple of years. But there will still be people supporting him when he tries to run in 2024. Of yes. course, because he's the man of God, right? Yeah, he's the chosen one. Yep. So, so what is now that all this shit about Donald Trump, what is Biden's response going forward, though? Well, just, iron jaw Joe Biden. <laughs> he just wants to sit down and have a beer. No, he wants to have a uh, one of those Heineken alcohol free beers. Oh, because don't drink and drive. <laughs> well, back in his day, they was you know it, they only went about twenty. They only gave him a root beer. <laughs> they gave him a root beer, and he thinks it's a beer, and he's trashed after one. And they're like, "You go, Joe." No, well, first he's gonna wipe his pants, wipe his ass. No, his no, diapy. there you go, his diaper from his nappy nap. <laughs> he's gonna wake up and be like, mm. "Do his morning stretches." Yep, his calisthenics. He, I could just picture him like you know in the fifties how the uh, women used to have that thing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the I could same just thing. Him just sitting there going eh. every morning. That's his. That gets his morning shit going. That gets that, and that's his best thinking time. He thinks best during that time. But anyway, uh, he he wanted he said he claimed that he came out with a statement yesterday right after the verdict. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's but saying the fact of like how does it make you feel that he's trying to. That, that he says is distracting people away from his agenda. What, what does that make you feel about that statement? He's like, well, he's like, it's just, it's distracting people away from what's actually supposed to be going on. Even in, 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 in some ways I see it, but he's also the same guy that I hope if anything, this makes him realize that Republicans aren't going to work with you. It's not. So what would you tell him if he was listening right now about his whole bipartisanship stuff? It's obviously and clearly not going to work. So, if you Hence want to, the COVID relief, didn't they give him, didn't they lowball him and wanting people to get a thousand dollars a month instead of 1400? And no, no, no. They said, uh, it was like $600. I thought, it, no, no, no. I thought it was, it was 600 billion. That's yeah. It was, it was a 600 billion dollar deal. And then it was a thousand dollars, uh, stimulus and they the said one-time if, payment. Yeah. They said, if you make over $50,000, I know it was 40,000, right? Under the Republicans. Was, was it? Yeah. It was $40,000, but the, some outra- outrageous number that would start causing people to get smaller amounts. It's just, it's absolutely insane. So literally Democrats have all three branches right now, or all three, ha- you know, the house. You sounded Senate. like Tommy Tuberville right I there. I know I had to call. God catch damn. I got to call you out on that. I know Tommy Tuberville will be proud of that. I got all three branches of government. I got all three branches right now. My father, he fought for communism. He, he fought, fought against, against communism. No, or against the socialists. No, God, even you know to what? Free Europe from socialism. But anyway, uh, you know they have budget reconciliation, which Bernie says we can pass the COVID relief, which includes the fifteen dollar minimum wage hike, which includes uh, the two thousand dollar checks, which includes um, a version of Medicare for all. What's the version of it? So essentially, it's like emergency health care during the pandemic. But it's already the foundation for Medicare for all. So it would just be like a transition into Medicare for all. 
I don't know if that will happen. I would love you for think it he's to. Just, do you think Biden is just too old-fashioned for that to happen? What What does he have to lose? No, I'm, I'm just, in your honest opinion, do you think he's just too old-fashioned for that to, to for that groundwork to I be I think laid? he's too against it. Really? He's too against Well, obviously, he, he ran against his own, he said, the Biden plan, which really is just Obamacare, and you draw a line through Obama, Obama and put Biden. That's literally what it is. Yeah, it's like he's copying. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's called plagiarism. Copy and paste. Well, that's too, you know, that's too advanced. You know, like I had my writer write, type, or you know, write out because I no, he looked like he was getting a little bit too bored and drew it within. It was like a red marker. It said mm-hmm. they crossed out, put an X on Obama and put Biden instead of it. <laughs> and then at the end, it still goes, but I'm still your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> but I'm still your friend. Love Joe. <laughs> Love Joe. Get some ice cream, me and Barrio. But um, yeah, I. It's it's just clear that Republicans aren't going to work with you. You're going to have to ram it down their throats. And you know what? Republicans did the same thing when they were in power for the tax cuts, which have that. Have you still seen any benefits from these tax cuts from 2017? I ain't seen shit. I've seen a trillion dollar growth between three billionaires. What was mm-hmm. it? Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and what right. was the? I can't think of the other guy. So it's just uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Z- the Zuck. The Zuck, who's a lizard, but yes. Um, so I hope that it's not going to be back to business as usual. I hope that it is back to pushing this, what all he claimed to be for in the election. That's what I hope for. Mind you, we're almost a, a quarter of the way through February, and the fact that we have not gotten our stimulus that was promised, $2,000 check, mind you. That's what they ran on, and we still have yet to get it. That's what I think we should get back to. If we're going to continue moving forward, and moving, you know, moving past the impeachment. Build back better. Yeah, if we're going to build back better, then we need to push this $2,000 checks that you promised. And that is should be And not just say that one. the $600 payment was part no, of the 2000 No, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You ran on saying $2,000 payments. The people need it. We can afford it. We can do it easily. You need to get it fucking done. And, and for, if and for God's sakes, include the minimum wage at fifteen dollars. And hour. if not, we need to hold them accountable and force them to, or just vote vote them out. Exactly. So that's bigger than Republican and Democrat. And I think that's a good place to wrap up for the uh, this week. I think it's a very good stopping point. But hopefully, we've given the viewers just a little taste of what's going on with our cancel culture episode next week. Definitely, we've been building up for a while on this. We've been doing our research on it, and we're really looking forward to it. So. Like we said, make sure to leave us those likes, reviews, subscribes. Let us know how you feel. And definitely make sure to check in next week when we cover our cancel culture. So, Zach, take us out. Levitating your perspective each episode at the time. Y'all have a great week.